Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Hello, and welcome to episode 85 of Parenting in Real Life. You can't start that way. I have to start that way. We have recorded this podcast three times now. Technology is not our friend, apparently. We're not super new to this. We know that there can be issues. We've fixed those issues. And yet, here we are. Fourth time's the charm. So if Alan sounds a little grumpy, that's why. (laughs) I'm super grumpy. I don't do anything twice, let alone four times. (laughs) Y'all are blessed. (laughs) To be listening to this. Yes. Parenting real life moment. (laughs) Just going to blaze through this. Get it all done fast. Um, maybe I should do most of the talking then. Our parenting in real life moment this week. (laughs) Lucy has some really great words that we love. To give an example, she calls knives cutties because you cut with them. So it makes sense, right? They're cutties. So funny. So Lucy likes to help me do the laundry. And she points to the dryer and said, this is the dryer. And then... She's like, oh, are the clothes in the wetter? And I was like, the what? (laughs) (laughs) Not the washing machine, but the wetter. (laughs) It's really cute. And we were at dinner, and I told the kids about it, and they were asking Lucy, like, what what is it called? What's the washing machine called? She said, it's called the wetter because, you know, it wet, 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 wet. (laughs) So when... We have a front-loading washing machine, and so she sees it, and when you turn it on, the water comes down. Wet, 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 wet. So it's wetter. There you go. So if you have a three-year-old, I hope you're enjoying the fun little names of things that they come up with, because they're entertaining. That's still cute, after telling that story four times. (laughs) That's true. It's the same. It was the same parenting real-life moment every time, so. (laughs) (laughs) And now, for a product that makes parenting stink less. This is a product that makes parenting stink less, where we give you our honest review on a product that we hoped would change our lives. So what we are loving are simple modern water bottles for kids. Our kids are water bottle lovers, but also killers. They're just really hard on our water bottles. We've gone through so many because, you know, they have the straw ones that they chew or they fall apart or they leak or they're too hard to open. There's just so many things wrong with kids' water bottles. And I've gone through a ton of different brands, but I finally found one that I think is going to stick. Yep. Simple modern water bottles are metal, so that's a good start. They also don't leak. So you can have it open. It's got a little flip-up straw that it can be open and it still won't pour, which is essential. And the straw is solid, so the kids can't chew on it. it's a hard plastic, not a chewy plastic. So it's not fun to chew on, and if you did, I think it would win. (laughs) 
And Lucy can actually open it. Her last one had a little flip-up straw, and it was like for toddlers, and she couldn't open it. I was like, who did? Who designed this? Who makes a toddler sippy cup that a toddler can't open? Mm-hmm. It was really hard. So this this is a winner all the way around. It is. So you can find the simple modern water bottles on Amazon, so I'll put a link in the show notes. And if you're looking for kids' water bottles, these are so far our favorites. We like them. And now for our hot mess, hot minute. This is the hot mess, hot minute, where we sum up our podcast episode in a minute so you can decide if this episode is worth your precious time. We are pretty good at summer. (laughs) We're pretty good at summer. So we're going to teach you how to be good at summer. (laughs) No, seriously. We've had good summers and we've had pretty bad summers. Some wins and some not so wins. So we thought we'd share some of the things we've learned. It's going to be a little mix of a little bit of fun, a little bit of work, a little bit of learning without going crazy and burning yourself out. Because I think that's what usually happens is like I have all these plans. By the end of the summer, I'm just like, I'm so glad this is over. The kids need to go back to school because I just didn't plan it out right. But I think we have finally getting to a sweet spot. So we have 10 tips to share with you of how to have a fun summer. Have a great summer. (laughs) What's that? You know, in yearbooks, we feel right. Hags have a great summer. Oh wow, yeah, hags. Name of the episode. Hags. You're welcome. <laughs> I used to help Alexis with episode naming, and it was a gift I had. But now, now I just do it because Alexis takes over. You don't help me with anything. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> Alexis is ninety five percent of this podcast, but I'm showing up. You are here, and we are grateful. Fourth time. May I remind you? (laughs) So let's do this. So the first one is to create a bucket list with your family. And we did this last summer and we really enjoyed it. We had a family meeting and we sat down on the kids and I just asked them, what do you want to do this summer? What, What do you look forward to? And they came up with a fun list. And as the parent, you do have the right to veto anything. Like right now, our kids would love to go to a water park. And that feels so incredibly stressful to me because I have two kids that can't swim on their own. And so I'm just like, I can't do water parks right now. We need to wait a few years. So anytime they mention a water park, I'm like, nope, not right now. We can do pools. We can do splash pads. We just can't do water parks right now. Not a fan. So. And to clarify, this is a summer bucket list. My kids just taught me that the reason why it's called a bucket list is because you kick the bucket. So this isn't things to do before you die. It's things you do before summer dies. I think bucket list has become a more generic term. Maybe that's how it started, but don't you think? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably. People ruined it. Before you kick the summer bucket? Yes. Oh. oh don't Lex- kick the summer bucket. <laughs> we won't talk about it. It's fine. It's going to be fine, Lex. Lots of summer left. <laughs> so once you created that list with your kids... Then you need to plan it. And I have created a summer bucket list printout and that's on my website and on my Etsy shop. And from today until Memorial Day, it's 50% off. Woot woot. And we've done this for a couple of summers now and a couple of holidays where it's a big 24 by 36 print. And if you take it to Office Max or Office Depot, you can do it online too and just upload it and print it as a blueprint, just black and white, and it's less than five bucks. And it's just really fun. You can display it in the living room or your kitchen or wherever you are and 
just write all the things on it that you want to do and plan it out. And that way, your kids don't have to bug you every other day, like, when are we doing this? When are we doing this? They can just look on the calendar. Even my non-readers, I can just show them, like, the purple is when we're doing this. And they can see, like, we're going to cross off days, like, where we are. And they're like, okay, they get it. So make sure you plan it because when you write it down, things will actually happen. So put your bucket list all throughout the couple of Mm -hmm. months. Spread it out so it's not so crazy. Yeah. It does help to not like front loads or summer because mm-hmm. that can happen that can definitely happen you can write down vacations events lessons if there's like lessons or classes they're doing mm-hmm. all that can go on the calendar yep so those are kind of high level things now we're going to get into some specific theory summer theory things so the first is make time for learning I don't want to give this tip. You give this tip. <laughs> Too Boeing, as Lucy would say. I love learning. And so I like to have my kids keep learning throughout the summer. In fact, Nathan's teacher sent home a flyer that encouraged the kids to keep reading. And she said to help prevent the summer slide, which I'd never heard that term before, but I like it. And it makes sense just because. When but it also sounds fun. <laughs> the slide back or yeah, fun slide. Yep. But kids stop learning all summer. Usually the first few weeks of school, the teachers have to kind of reteach that those last couple weeks of the grade before. And so your kid will already be ready for the next grade and stay on their reading level and all that fun stuff. So I think it's important to make time for reading, hopefully every day. If you can't do that much, every other day, a couple times a week. And even bedtime is a great time just to read before bed. But if you have older kids, you can set up some time for them to do independent reading. And then libraries and sometimes even schools will have reading programs that will, you know, the kids can get prizes or whatever. So that help motivate them to read. Some websites that are doing summer reading programs that I just wanted to give a little shout out to. The more expensive one, if you want some like coaching with an online coach, that's Savvy Reading. And they're having a memorial sale right now. So... If you're interested in that, you can jump on that. If you know any book reps like Usborne or other book salespeople, they'll often do like a summer reading program and they can send you a book every or a couple of books every month. So it's fun to get new books to read, but then you are paying for those books. So that's a little, a little bit pricey. And then the cheapest thing to do is my cousin Megan talked about on her Instagram account, a website called learn.dosaygive.com slash book club. And it's just a digital like lesson plan for the summer. And it just gives you ideas of different activities and things paired with certain books. Now, she's not giving you the books. You have to go get the books yourself. So you can either purchase them online or just go to your library and grab them and do the activities with them. But it's just a fun way to encourage reading and getting excited about reading throughout the summer. And she also has a $5 off if you use her Instagram handle, which is Meglux. M-E-G-L-U-X-E. So that might be a fun one to look at too. And then if you really want to go the extra mile, Costco has grade level workbooks. These are pretty like fat workbooks too, but they go through all the subjects. And so you can spend a little bit of time with your kids going through the workbook and keep learning. I found my kids did not love that, but sounds miserable. other people do it. <laughs> I tried it last year and they did it for a little bit, and then they were kind of done. So. You better be compensating with lots of fun stuff if you're doing that. Yeah. I think this year we're just going to stick to the reading. Yeah. So 
it's not that I'm all about all fun all the time because my favorite tip is to make time for chores. I think chores are super important to do during the summer. For one, with the kids home all the time, there's a lot more mess. So it's nice to have the extra help. But I think it's also helpful to let them know what to expect. This isn't all day cleaning. It isn't, it isn't like your normal chores. It's generally what we do is something in the morning. So just like an hour in the morning. And I actually have fond-ish memories of the chores we did during the summer. Because they became like almost tradition. Like every summer we had to weed this big hill on the side of our yard. And it wasn't fun, but it was like, okay, we all went out there and you got it done. And I also I liked that they were like different kinds of things, right? Like it was weed the hill or clean the windows or do these things that were kind of unusual. So I think that that helps too, to not just make it clean up your room because that's too Boeing. Okay, the next one is to limit screen time and encourage outdoor play. It seems like a lot of tablets and Nintendos and all that stuff have time limits to them. So if you can, set those time limits so that your kids aren't playing on their screen so much because during the summer they just go and you don't pay attention and the next thing they know they've been on on the computer for four or five hours. So (laughs) just try to intentionally be aware of how much screen time your kids are doing and try to set those limits and boundaries where you can. Yep. And if you don't know how to set a limit on your kids' devices... Google it, because almost every personal device has a way to set a limit now. Android does. iPhone does. Amazon Fire ones do. There's probably limits. TVs and, like, Xbox and those kind of things, I don't know if they do, Mm -hmm. which is too bad. But at that point, you have to enforce it old school style. Which I hate doing. It's rough. (laughs) It's hard to monitor. But not to say, like kids can't watch tv at all or anything like i think some are still a time to relax and have fun and watch a little bit more tv than they usually do so for sure just try to be aware of what's going on (laughs) i i agree i think that in general the summer should feel chill yeah right it shouldn't feel like more school they Mm -hmm. need a little structure but for the most part they should get a little leash Mm -hmm. another one is to plan outings there's tons of free stuff to do Alexis is really good at taking the kids to the park. We've been avid library supporters in the past. Still are, to some degree. But library we like. There's city events. Some are free. Some are not free. But fun to support city events, too. There's also plenty of stuff you can pay for if you're into that. Pools. We try and go to the pool a little bit. But mostly we do swim lessons. Yeah, we do a lot of swim lessons. I just feel like it's hard to access pools in Utah. There's not a lot of outdoor pools and if they are, they're not in our city, so I don't yeah. know. I mean, to be better at exploring other pools, I guess. There's aquariums, children's museums. We like to go get snow cones or ice cream in the summer. So plenty of things you can do if you're willing to fork out the cash. The next one is to set goals. And I like this because it just provides some direction for your summer. We, we've we tried this a little bit before, and it's worked out pretty good. But... Mm-hmm. If you want some really good ideas, go to local passport family. She has done this for the last couple of years and has like a worksheet and stuff for you. You can fill out with more categories of different goals to work on and stuff. But I have a brief overview. Some things that they could do are like if they want to earn money, then they can do bake sales or babysitting. and Or they can write down if they want to read a certain amount of books or certain books they, that they want to read and 
or something that they would like to learn or develop a skill. So I just like that it gives you, instead of just like, oh, summer, just every day is the same thing. It helps you kind of work towards something a little bit. Yeah. And it's great to let them choose, right? Because it's, yeah. it's all about motivating them. So what's something they want to do? Do they want to do learn something or earn something or whatever? Yep. This is related to something we were saying, but set a loose schedule. We have gone on both sides of the pendulum on this. Mm -hmm. Too rigid and too loose. So you want to fall somewhere in the middle, but I think we lean towards loose. It's fun to have things planned. It's fun to have events and classes and all those things, but you also want to have it feel like summer. Yeah, I've tried doing a more rigid plan out the hours, like we're going to do this and we're going to do this, and it just never worked out very long because... I don't know. Summer is just hard to stick to schedules like that. So what I'm hoping to do this year is do it more like block scheduling, which is how I plan my day right now. But like, hey, in the morning hours, we're going to do these things in the afternoon. We're going to do these things, you know, and that'll just kind of help kind of do a schedule. But anything can happen during that time, you know. Yep. We've also tried something in the past called the I'm Bored Jar. And the idea is that if your kids like our kids complain about being bored all the time <laughs> like you're trying to reward you with a low-key summer and you're bored you just don't know how to appreciate childhood so you have an i'm bored jar and anytime they say it they have to take a stick out of the i'm bored jar and apparently pinterest is full of these yes if pinterest you're looking for ideas tons of ideas and the ones that i like there's some like fun things in there like they can play board games or puzzles or it's fun little exercise things. But then there's also bad things like chores. Like, <laughs> well, then now you have to go clean a toilet, you know? Like, so it's it's risky, which makes it more likely that the kids won't say that I'm bored. Right. Because they'll find be something fun on their own. Yeah. Because that's the goal. Yeah. And Alexis is awesome and always ends the summer with a slideshow. So she takes pictures of all of these fun things they're doing throughout the summer. And then she puts it all together in a slideshow and... It's amazing. The kids cry. Kids cry. <laughs> there are tears of joy and <laughs> sadness. And Alexis definitely cries. Cries because summer's over. Because sometimes the summer is like, oh, well, that like we didn't really do that many fun things. Or you maybe didn't get to do what you wanted to. But what I like to do is to go through the photos from the summer and put them in a separate album. And then you really see, like, wow, we did do a lot of fun things. And then Google will just make a slideshow for you with those pictures. And I think they even add music. So it's so easy. All you have to do is just move those pictures over. And and then you just play it for the family. And our kids have loved this every year. It's just, I think they like seeing pictures of themselves, too. But it's just a fun yeah. reminder of all the fun stuff that we did together and as a family and how yeah. we enjoyed our summer. So It's pretty magical. Yeah. Do it. Do it. So, hags. <laughs> but those are hopefully some of those tips will help you if you're looking for ways to better plan your summer because it can be stressful having the kids home all day every day and kind of daunting i do feel like covid has helped me feel a little less stressed because we had the kids home for months <laughs> so i'm like okay i can do this so good luck planning your summer go get it Thanks, everyone, for listening. Alexis, thanks for your great research and your amazing editing. And Alan, thanks for showing up. Happy to help. 
You can follow us on Instagram at Alexis Tanner Lane or find us on our website at alexistannerlane.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, make sure to tell a friend. That's the best way for people to find out about our podcast. And if you haven't already, give us a rating. And as always, a special thanks to our five kids for being kids.